Lastly, I pray that you will be making a Josiah find in 2020. That's the way the phrase came to me. That you'll make a Josiah find. And what we're meaning there, and some of you probably know, 2 Kings 22, 8 through 11. Josiah becomes king at eight years old. I think he's the grandson of Manasseh, who was one of the most evil kings in all of Israel's history. Eight years old, he gets the kingdom. He already is bent toward doing good things for the Lord. He sets people to, let's repair this thing. He'd had a bad daddy, bad grandpa. There had been some bad, about 60 years of bad, really, before he becomes king. And his heart is moved to restore the temple. And he's got a lot of tradition and stories around him, even eight years. Spends about 10 years doing this. It says that when his team was doing this, and Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. So what was going on is the team's in there. Josiah's got his team. They're cleaning. They're doing the temple. They're doing their deal. And Hilkiah looks at, hey, what? there's a scroll laying over there. And you know what the scroll was? The scroll was the one written by Moses. It was the word of the Lord. It had been like lost for decades, maybe a hundred years more. And he looks over. There, there's a scroll. And he goes and he gets the scroll and finds it's the word of the Lord. It probably was the book of Deuteronomy. We don't know. And he reads it to Shaphan, tells him about it. And the secretary came to the king and reported to the king. And the servants emptied out the money that was found in the house. They had found some money and delivered it in the hand of the workmen. And then Shaphan, the secretary, told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, has given me a book. He found a book, a scroll over there. Shaphan read it before the king. So he maybe reads the whole book of Deuteronomy in front of 18-year-old right now, Josiah. And Josiah's response, when the king heard the words of the book of law, he tore his clothes. Now, the point I want to make is this. I hope you love your Bible. <laughs> That's really my point. I hope you find your Bible in 2020. I, I, I kind of wish, ah, it's just a terrible thing to say as a preacher, but it would be interesting if all of our Bibles were legally taken away for about a year or two or three. I wonder what we would do. I wonder how many would even change their lives. I'm not trying to be condemning, but I wonder how, how much you need your Bible to live if it's theory for religion of how you whatever, or if you're needing the scriptures to operate and to walk in the spirit. Well, that's probably not going to happen, at least right now. Maybe someday, some people think. But I hope you'll find the Bible afresh in 2020. Josiah was already committed to the Lord and dedicated himself to the restoration of the Lord's house. This is not some guy that's wondering. He's all in. He's, he's a young man. I, I want to restore the temple and let's get worship of Yahweh going. He's like heard a lot of tradition about that and he's, he's committed to that. But he was living primarily by tradition in a sincere heart. Tradition and a sincere heart are not enough. They're not enough for us to walk in the fullness. I'll get another statement. But a discovery was made of the book of the law, which was at least the book of Deuteronomy. Might have been the Pentateuch, the whole thing. And then... An already dedicated king tears his clothes and repents at the hearing of the word. This guy's not like sinning. He's full in, restoring. He's a reformer. He's one of the few good kings. But when he hears the word of the Lord through Deuteronomy from Moses, who got it off of a fiery mountain, his heart is so stirred, he feels like he's one of the worst sinners. I got, he cannot believe how he and the nation have been walking in mixture. Get this sentence. This is a sentence I want you to hear. Then... Sincere renovation changed into wholesale reformation. That's a big deal. 
It is not good enough that you and I have a sincere renovation. Here's what I mean by that. You're like, yeah, I need to be Christian. I probably should go to a Christian church on Sundays and get my kids in there. So we can renovate our lives a little bit because we need to clean some stuff up. We need to cuss a little less. We need to pray a little bit more. We need to give a little bit of money to the kingdom. I'm gonna, I, I really would like to renovate this thing. Anybody with me? Sincere, not even fake. I'm not even talking about fake doing that. I'm talking about sincere renovation. Listen, sincere renovation will not lead to you partnering with the full kingdom impact that God wants to bring. It's going to take wholesale reformation. Read in 2 Kings chapter 23 what Josiah does after this. It's radical. He's taken witches and necromancy. He's doing all kinds of, he's just devastating, ripping out idolatry. Asherah poles are being burned. This Jezebel thing we talked about last week that had infected the nation. He goes after every bit of it because he read Deuteronomy and he wanted to walk in the blessing of Yahweh. The Bible's a good book. Anybody read the Bible? It's like awesome. It's crazy that you and I, we have ancient documents written by the hand of Moses from 3,500 years ago. That's, that's a pretty good book. And it's got supernatural prophecies in it that have manifested in human history. Then I get words from apostles that walked with Jesus for three and a half years. The apostle Paul visits the third heaven I've got his words right here. It's the most trustworthy book on planet Earth. There are, one, there are 5,800 manuscript copies of just the New Testament confirming what it is. Do you know how many there are about Caesar? 20. You all think Caesar's the, well, of course that happened. 20. We've got 5,800, and most of those in classical Greek are 500 years away from when the event happened. We've got documents that were written within a decade. <laughs> this is the most reliable book on the planet Earth, and it just happens to be supernatural. Your whole, I mean, my gosh, our respect has got to go a little higher, doesn't it? This is supernatural. It's got the words of Jesus Christ in it. And he's saying everything will pass away, but my words will never. You've got eternal. You could burn this book and those words won't go away. <laughs> Supernatural, dynamic, feed your soul, apostolic, prophetic counsel, tells me how the world ends. I don't have to guess or watch CNN or Fox. I don't. I've got the book of Revelation. It's all going to happen. It's either massive arrogance or the greatest prophetic revelation on planet Earth that demands that I change my life. <laughs> I hope you find the Bible in 2020. I hope your respect goes up. And I'm not just talking to you teachers who are already motivated to read it. I mean you servers and you mercy people. You have a dynamic, organic, living word of God right here. You need to read it, pray it, preach it, sing it, Say it to your kids. Say it everywhere you can. Donna's, right? Donna, we're working on getting it read at state capitals all across the place. Just People just reading it out loud. I'm telling you, when you read the Bible out loud in the atmosphere, demons quake. I'm not just trying to be dramatic. It's what I believe. I saw Jesus battle the devil, starving to death in a desert, and he picked up a weapon. What was the weapon, everybody? The book of Deuteronomy. When's the last time you've been in Deuteronomy? 
Jesus took it and defeated a devil in a desert while starving. wonder when you've read it last in your air-conditioned home <laughs> with a Twinkie and a snack. I'm not anti you doing that. I'm just saying. Starving God-man beats a devil off with Deuteronomy. I'm thinking I ought to read it here and there. I just think I ought to read it here and there. And you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a law-based guy with the Bible. I never have been. Because no one ever told me I needed to read my Bible. I've never had that happen to me when I was young. I just got addicted by the grace of God and read my Bible a lot, okay? So I'm just praying that you'll have a revelation of the worth and the value of the scriptures. You'll inject them into your heart and watch them dynamically grow. Because the word of God will never return void. Ever. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what the most educated people say. I don't care what the billionaire says. God has the final word. This is the final word. And you need to be saying it over you. Getting your mind around it. If he says he works everything to good, then he works everything to good. I don't care how bad it feels. Right? We take his words, his covenant promises. This is Yahweh, king of the universe, one who's going to win it all. I get my life wrapped around this thing, and it's a good deal. I pray you have a Josiah find in 2020. I hope that's helpful. All I did was say, please read your Bible. Would you do that? Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for people in this room that love the Bible and they're in it right now. Just continue to throw fuel on the flame. But I pray for those that have lost that heart. They've lost the book somewhere. It's got lost in their life. It's sitting over a scroll in the corner on the bookshelf. I pray for a Josiah find. Something would happen that would strike their heart. They'd pick the scroll up again and begin to eat it. Begin to take it in. Not because it's going to make you love us anymore. You already love us. But because you said that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. You made us to live by your word. And so it's life to us. And I pray you would awaken our hearts again. Pray for young people in this room and old people alike would crave the Bible. We'd sing the scriptures and say the scriptures and obey the scriptures. We wouldn't wait on preachers to tell us about the scriptures. Lord, I pray you'd have a ravenous, hungry people who are walking in the word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.